Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Holdfast. Holdfast Gear specializes in handcrafted camera straps made right here in the United States. Their founder, Matt, believes an image can tell a story and a powerful story can make history. His hope is that Holdfast equips fellow image captures to better tell those stories. They make products that not only last a lifetime, but can be passed down from generation to generation. For a camera strap with equal form and function, check out holdfastgear.com. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Prince here with Art of Visuals, and welcome to another episode of the AOV Podcast. Today's guest is Robert King. He's a lifestyle photographer from Sydney, Australia, but currently based in Santa Monica, California. Robert, what's happening, brother? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming on the show. How are things? Things are good. Uh, Two days ago, I I got back to California. I spent about 35 days. I did a loop around the world. I hit 11 countries, uh, some for work, some for fun. So kind of stoked to be back, but definitely uh, very jet lagged at the moment. (laughs) 11 countries in 35 days. That's madness. So yeah, so I had a a press trip um, with the Polish tourism board. So they got me out to Europe. I spent a week there shooting different various places in Poland, visiting castles, visiting uh, mountain ranges. It was really, really cool. Did not have expectations. Um, Poland was awesome. And then I went from Poland to Scotland, where I went to visit my grandma, uh, spent a few days there, then made it over to um, Denmark. Grandma's great. Good. Yeah, grandma's great. She's awesome. Made it over to uh, Denmark, met up with some friends, then hit Oktoberfest. I've always wanted to do that. This was all personal travel. And uh, went from Oktoberfest to Italy and got to do Cinque Terre, which has been on my list for a while. Spent five days there, did some Tuscan wine tasting and olive oil tasting. It was really, really cool. And then made my way to Bali via dubai from my cousin's wedding so spent about 10 days in bali um and then flew to australia saw saw some friends for one night had a dinner with some friends and then made my way back to los angeles uh on friday dude that's incredible it was a crazy month (laughs) what was the highlight what was your favorite place out of those 11 countries i love bali man i there's something about it it's it's like a combination of being so crazy and like there's always something going on but also being so peaceful and the people there are so awesome i i've been there four or five times now and every time i go i do something different you know i see a different temple or i venture to a different part of the island and 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 each time i you know each time i go i'm like okay maybe this will be the last time i go and i experience something that makes me want to go back so um i think i'm even thinking about having my 30th birthday out there next year (laughs) <laughs> so that's how much I like Bali, but you know, wow. uh, Cinque Terre is beautiful. It's kind of crazy. You know, like I, I heard this stat that, you know, 10 years ago, the number of tourists that went was in the hundreds of thousands. And now every year it's like, you know, seven to 10 million. So I definitely felt that while I was there, but you can see why people go. I'm not one of those people that's like, Oh, don't go. Cause there's a lot of tourists. I, I appreciate that I am one. It just was intense. There was a lot of people. That's um, in Italy, right? Yeah, it's in Italy, uh, northwest of Italy. Super beautiful. It's like these five cities, these five towns. 
that you have to get to by hiking or taking a train. Um, and each town is unique and beautiful in its own way. The food's good, but you know, I'm, I definitely like to go back at a time that wasn't as crazy. Um, cause you know, you're competing with thousands of people and you know, like the photography thing is, it's kind of easy. Cause you know, like I always tell people, if you're, if, if, if you wake up at 4am, there's a good chance you're going to be the only one there, you know? Right. Um, or if you want to shoot night stuff, you know, like there, there's ways to get shots without people in them, but, but not even for that, like eating lunch at a restaurant, it was like kind of intense. It was crazy, but it was, it was visually beautiful for sure. That's a good travel hack though. Like getting up for sunrise. Cause you're so right. I'm a, I'm an early riser and anytime I travel, we're up crack of dawn shooting sunrise and there's never anyone there. Never. But everyone's at best. sunset. Everyone's at sunset. Everyone's you get the sunset, sunset and it's like, Oh my gosh, there's That's, so many people. It's the ah. Santor. I call it the Santorini hack, you know? Cause like yeah. you, you go to, you go watch the sunset and like, you know, any, any, desirable tourist destination and you're right there are everyone's there everyone's awake everyone's watching it but if you set your alarm for like 5 a.m the next morning i guarantee you you know there might be one or two other people doing it the light's the same it's usually just as beautiful it's kind yeah. of like you kind of see the place for what it actually is it's peaceful because um, no it's a different it's a different vibe or you get the people that are waking up early to set up their bakery or, you know, they're, they're like the, the locals that are like cleaning the streets or something, that sort of thing's So cool to me. Right. Um, you know, but again, I am a tourist, so like you're going to do stuff from, from sunrise to sunset. So that's why the photo thing's cool too. You, you know, you go, you shoot, you get to see a place for what it really is. And then you get to enjoy the rest of your day being a tourist, I guess that's, that's fun. That's a fun part. Yeah, definitely. Uh, before we hop into it, I know we've kind of been chatting a bit, but why don't you give the AOV community a little bit more background on yourself? Yeah. So I am born in Australia. My, my, my mom and my dad actually uh, met in Saudi Arabia. So I spent the first 12 years of my life traveling around the world. Like it wasn't my choice, I guess. Like I have three younger sisters. We all traveled. My dad worked in public health. My mom was a nurse lived in Saudi Arabia, Bangladesh, Europe for a little bit and moved back to Australia when I was 11 years old and, you know, grew up in Australia. I went to middle school, high school in Australia. And then when I turned 19, I moved to the U S to play soccer in college. And I've been out here since I've always had a passion for traveling. I uh, worked a few jobs out of college that were in the tech space. The last one was for a startup where, um, you know, I'd travel a lot. I opened up a couple of offices, one in, one in Australia. I got to go to Europe a lot for work. And that's kind of what got me into photography was going to these beautiful destinations or these beautiful locations by myself. No, no pun intended. Going to no these pun intended. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. Um, yeah, like basically wanted to share it with my friends. And, and I was always into photography even when I was shooting on a phone. You know, I did photography when I was 16 in high school, like thought it was really fun. I did it for my art major work, uh, my last year of high school. And, you know, it was kind of an easy transition. I, I would shoot on my phone. I bought a GoPro before I went to, uh, I think it was before I went to London one time on a work trip and I got super into shooting with a GoPro and that thing didn't even have like a screen on the back of it, you know? So you're kind of just like pointing and shooting blindly and, 
And, you know, I look back at some of those photos I took and some of them impressed me, but most of them kind of like make me, make me cringe. Cause it's like, what are you thinking? But it, it you know, it, it was so fun at the time. And then I would share those photos with my friends and I got to feel like they were, you know, involved in that trip that I did solo. I could share them with my family, my friends. And I remember before I went to Nepal in like uh, 2015, I bought a camera and a, a buddy of mine, a guy I actually play rugby with, uh, kind of convinced me to buy a full frame camera versus, um, you know, like a crop sensor. You just kind of, you know, he's, he's a really good photographer. He's really into it. He's always been like a mentor to me. And he was just like, trust me you know, like you won't regret it. You're already into it enough. I think you'll, you'll see a difference between shooting on this and, and, you know, I, I didn't really do any research. I kind of just went for it and I bought a Nikon D610. Quick uh, overview. I mean, you have 482 posts, but 247,000 followers. That's, that's, that in itself is insane. Most people your size probably have, you know, anywhere from two to 3000, you know, photos yeah you want to post so it's it's really interesting to see how fast you've been able to grow what do you what do you think that you know what do you think was was part of that success for sure i think i think it's funny too because like not a lot of people know this but i like this account was never supposed to be a photography account like king roberto a lot of people don't know my last name is king you know like it's like i just found a name that i could use when Instagram was a thing and I followed all my friends from this account and I posted, you know, like what everyone else posts on a normal account. It wasn't like a photography account. It was just like, you know, a personal account. It was fun. And a lot of people always ask me like, Oh, the King, you know, I'm like, no, it's my last name. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) it's not like a vanity thing. I don't think I'm the King. I just, I, I, and Roberto, you know, like I couldn't find anything with Robert because it's such a common name. So (laughs) that's kind of where the name come from and came from. And I'd say that like, you know, I tried everything early on when I got super into this. Like I remember when my friends made fun of me for using hashtags on photos like that. It was a personal account. And I was like, why are you using hat? And I was like, I don't know. I'm kind of into this photography thing. And, you know, I did a ton of research and I I tried to figure out different ways to grow. And, you know, there's, there's different, there's different engagement pods that you can get in. And I, and I did all of that, you know, I did whatever I could because I was like, I want to grow because I want to do this full time. And I'd say that like, you know, I don't post as much as I should. I think that like, I'm very selective with what I post. So if you look at this last trip that I went on, I I went to 11 countries in 35 days. And, you know, like you'd think that that would just be, there'd be so many opportunities for content, right? Like, and there are, but I also really try to enjoy myself. So, you know, if it's for work, obviously I post a lot more. If it isn't, you know, I try to enjoy it. And if there's an opportunity to shoot, I'll go shoot. But I think I posted four or five photos from that whole trip and it might end up being 10. Mm. Um, I, I think that like, maybe I'm a little bit too, I think my audience might appreciate seeing, you know, more images, even if I don't, you know, if I didn't necessarily think they were up to a certain standard, but I'm definitely very selective with what I post, even though I think from an, you know, engagement standpoint, or even an Instagram standpoint, it's probably better to post more and every day, you know, like, I I think that I just got used to like, you know, trying to only post things that I thought would do really, really well. And I think it's probably better to post 
things because I like them. And I'm going to start to do that more for sure. Good. Try to get those posts up. <laughs> Good. You're, that, uh, mentally, I think that's super important because it's easy to get sucked into that uh, Instagram banger mentality. Totally. Posting you know, for I, other people. You know, I took a photo of a monkey that I absolutely loved in Bali. And I was just like, I know like this isn't like an Instagram photo, but I love the photo. So I'm going to post that one soon. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's super, it's, it, it, it's a bummer when people, you know, I think most people's best photography work never makes it to Instagram because by Instagram standard, it's not a good photographer. It's not a good photograph, but, uh, by photography standards, it's like a much better, way better photo photo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, I think I'm going to start to, to, and I think the Instagram things it's already running its toll. Like I, I don't know about you. I get tired of you can only see, you can only look you can only at see the so same place the same way so many times. And I definitely, you know, have have been, you know, a part of that because a lot of the times, like with creativity, if you've already seen something and you've already seen it a certain way, it's hard to see it another way. And that's, right. I, I mean, one of my favorite things to do is try to capture something that is so you know like so commonly shot in a different light or in a different way um and it does i mean i'll be honest with you it is difficult it is sometimes you go to the place and you scope it out and you you get really lucky with light and you get really lucky with your sunset or your sunrise and you kind of like look at all these different ways to shoot it and and then you just go back to the way that it's commonly shot and that's kind of frustrating to me i don't really like i kind of hate it um <laughs> But again, Instagram, you know, affords me the ability to travel. It's a way for me to work. And, and like, you know, especially, especially when, you know, going to Poland, for example, I'd never been to Poland before. I'd never seen photos from Poland before. That was actually awesome because I didn't have like a a predetermined way something should be shot in my head through Instagram. So like you said, I think it's better just to like focus on what you want to shoot and post it and, you know, have your audience grow around that than it is to kind of like post for your audience. Because right. in the long run, I think that's less sustainable. Right. I think it's like being an actor or something and like trying to pretend to be this character every day, even when you're not acting, like people expect you to be that character. So you try to keep up with it. And then one day you wake up and you're just like, who the hell am I? You're yeah. What? Like lost. You don't even know. Yeah, like, am I that I person or am I this person? Like ex- for sure. Exactly. And I think as an artist, people deal with the same challenges of like, are you your own artist or are you an Instagram photographer for these people? Because that's what they like to see. And, and, uh, and I would say to like a young photographer or someone like, you know, who, who, who is passionate about photography or passionate about art. It's like really try to understand what your end goal is. You know, if your end goal is to, you know, have a bunch of followers and to, you know, like, have a bunch of people like your photos, then, then that's okay. But be self-aware, be, be like, understand that that's what you're trying to accomplish. Um, it'll just make the journey a lot easier. Even, you know, for me, I've always loved traveling. That's always been my goal is to travel. Like I love traveling. I was raised traveling. I would, I'd go to every country in the world if I could. I, I, it's, it's so interesting to me. Like I read this quote, like once that like, you know, I'm kind of addicted to, to seeing new things and it just, it, it kind of like instills this like happiness in me that, that I love and I chase and I, and, and Instagram's always been a way 
or has been recently, has been a way for me to do that. If Instagram went away tomorrow, I can confidently say that I would find a way to do that through through another means okay. um, because that's what I'm passionate about. Um, and and photography is is such a fun hobby. It's such a cool way to share, you know, those things with the world. I think the Instagram stories are so fun. Um, you know, I think one of the reasons I work with Lonely Planet is because, you know, if you look at like the photos I post, you know, a lot of a lot of effort goes into each photo. But if you look at my stories, like I'd say that they're a more realistic snapshot of what you're going to see. Like I'd still say they're good photos, but they're from the middle of the day. I didn't wake up at 5 a.m. They're from different experiences. You get to you get to see like the journey I actually went on through my eyes. And that's what I love about Instagram stories is, you know, like you can look at my Poland story, my Bali story and kind of get an idea for what I did. Um, and that's where I'm having the most fun, you know? Right. So what is your end goal? My end goal? Yeah. That's a great question. You know, it's a fault of mine, but I probably don't think too far ahead. Like three to five year goals definitely have those down. End goal, it's hard because I don't know if I'm going to be based here, if I'm going to be based in Australia. I think in the long run, I'd, I'd love to be based back in Australia. I like love that country. It's like where my heart is. I can see myself retiring there. Uh Um, You know, it's like my family lives out there, but I don't think I could ever be in one place too long. Like uh, technically Los Angeles is the longest I've ever lived in one spot. And that's been five years. So I think I'm definitely like a nomad, Um, you know, from a, from a career standpoint, like, you know, I definitely have a similar mindset to you in a sense that like, I, like part of why I love this is that I love working for myself and I love, you know, the effort that I put in every day is like, you know, I can directly see that affect my, you know, standard of living and my life. So I definitely think that, you know, whether it's through what I'm doing now or, you know, something else, well, I, it will be something else. It won't be Instagram. Instagram, I'd say is in the big picture of things, probably 15% of what I'm working on from my day to day. It could be more, but I think that, you know, there's more value in me kind creating or, or building something outside of Instagram, whether that's, you know, like the platform we discussed earlier or, or you know, even like some sort of business that's, that, that's sustainable. I think it would be great because in 10 years, what if I don't want to travel? What if in five years I don't want to travel? What if I want to settle down and I think like, you know, to think just about Instagram and t- for that to be my only source of work is, is kind of like, you know, like that's a lot of, a lot, it's a lot of eggs to put into one basket. So I guess if you think of it that way, I'm definitely trying to diversify outside of it through, you know, a startup I'm working on through, you know, you know, commercial photography through stuff where it's not so socially like influenced or, or you know, like post related stuff like that. Gotcha. Smart. It's always good to diversify, right? I guess it depends on who you are and what you're doing. That might not always be the best case, but that's true. Uh, what inspires you? What inspires me? Yeah. I guess. I mean, it's, it's kind of, I hate to say it again, but it's definitely at this stage of my life. It's, it's definitely that, like that, like thirst for travel. Like it's definitely like, meeting new people, experiencing new places, seeing the world. That's, 
that's what inspires me right now, you know? And if, right. if there, are, if there's anything that I could, you know, say about travel to like a young person that hasn't had the opportunity to, or, you know, is, is on the fence about it. It's, you know, like no matter how hard it is when you first do it, like you're going to hit road bumps. You're going to have experiences that are definitely, you know, like not, not ideal, not like something you're picturing in your head. You're going to, you're going to lose your passport. You're going to, you know, flights are going to get canceled. But from, from my experiences, it always ends up like teaching you something. And like what I've been able to learn from it, I've been able to apply to other aspects of my life. Um, you know, it definitely makes it difficult on relationships. It definitely makes it difficult on, you know, like relationships with, with your family. But, you know, like the time you spend with someone when you don't spend a lot of time with them is usually never wasted. Um, you know, like uh, applying myself to my career when I was starting off in tech, like, you know, like the, the things I'd learned from travel, I could apply to uh, certain aspects of that. So I definitely think like, you know, and, and you can travel in a number of different ways. You can travel for a week, a month, two years. I have friends that are living out of backpacks in the Philippines, Indonesia. Like, um, it, it, it really depends on, on, on you and, and, and what you want to take from it. But I definitely think that's what's been inspiring me these last few years. And that's what's been inspiring my photography career for sure. Awesome. Um, Travel is very inspirational, but it's also very expensive. Uh, do you have any tips or hacks or, you know, do you have, I mean, you've been doing this for a while, even before you were doing your photography stuff. So for someone looking to get into travel, what might be some ways for them uh, to facilitate that? Yeah, that, that is a great question. And like, you know, I have, you know, my I, buddy, uh, Jackson Groves is like the king of travel hacking. Like, I mean, I don't think he's ever spent more than $12 a day while traveling. You know, like if you're trying to travel on a budget, like this guy is like, like the king of that, he, you know, and, and I, I have the utmost respect for him. I, it would be, it would be unfair for me to claim that I, I have like figured out like any hacks when it comes to traveling, because I've always been fortunate enough um, to either be traveling through my parents because of what they were doing for work. So it wasn't even my decision. Um, or to be traveling, uh, like while I had a job, you know, my work was paying for me to do it. Um, you know, like I think that I, I'm one of those people that doesn't necessarily research a destination. I kind of have an idea of what I want to do before I go, but I, I'm, I'm not one of those people that's going to plan everything out. I kind of just go. And, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes that's a bummer. Like if you, if you go to Rome and you want to do a tour of the Colosseum in peak season and you didn't book anything, there's a chance you won't get to do it. So I'd say it's like trying to find the perfect combination of like pre-planning your trip so that you have a guideline so that when you get there, you can just make the most of it and you don't feel like you're going to miss out on anything. Um, traveling is expensive. If traveling is your goal, then like, what are you spending your money on? Like, you know, I'd say that if you're, if you're spending your money on shoes, watches, materialistic things, that's fine. As long as those things bring you happiness, if your goal is to travel, then, you know, before I was doing this, before I was working with Lonely Planet, before I was working with, you know, different travel companies and, and was able to subsidize my travel through, through my work, I was saving to travel. You know, I, I, I think that like, 
once you go on that first trip, like you kind of get a passion for it and, and maybe it's not for you, but if it is, then it kind of becomes easier to put money away and, and to save. And, and this is the biggest thing is traveling. And, and one of the reasons traveling is so great is because of the mindset that you have while you're doing it, you know, like you kind of have this carefree attitude. You kind of have this you know, I'm going to say yes to certain things that maybe I wouldn't say yes to. I'm going to do certain things that maybe I wouldn't do when I was home. So, you know, if, if you're young and if you can't afford to travel or if you live in an area where traveling is unrealistic, I guarantee you that there's a place within three to five hours of you where people from all over the world or people, tourists from other countries come to to visit. So, you know, find those places, go on road trips, you know, like figure out ways to go experience that, that mindset with friends that, that, you know, it's hard to do because we're such creatures of habit that when we're at home, we have our way of life. And then when we're traveling, we have our way of life. But I promise you, like, I know so many people who live in some of the coolest locations in the world that, that don't explore that area because it's always been home to them. I I'm at fault for that. When I, when I grew up in Australia, it was home. I didn't do a lot of the things that my American friends did when they visited the, you know, visited Oz. Like, you know, like going to Lord Howe Island or even doing road trips up the, the eastern coast of Australia or down south to like the Great Australian Road and, you know, the Twelve Apostles. That stuff to me never even crossed my mind while I was living there. And now I'm kicking myself for not doing it when it was so accessible. So, you know, there's different ways to kind of like hack travel but i think the best hack is trying to figure out a way to like experiencing it to experience it where you're living because if you can do that then you don't even need to travel you know right yeah no starting in your own backyard is really it's a great starting point and like you said most people they want to get out of the country so bad uh but dude, they want change they they haven't even explored you know there's rad beautiful places you know with the u.s is an insane example like the United States, like you can drive, you know, it, like each state to a certain extent feels like its own country. Like if, if the U.S. was Europe, it would be like that. You know, like <laughs> Utah and New York are totally different. You know, California and Idaho are totally different. Like, yeah. you know, there's beautiful lakes in this country and then there's beautiful mountains and then there's awesome snow and then there's insane canyons like there's so much cool stuff to see like you know like there's still i mean hawaii like is so different to you know like i don't like like arizona but you know there's beautiful waterfalls in arizona that nobody knows about as well as insane like mountains in california it's just there's so much opportunity when you can tweak your mindset about it, um, you know, I think, I think that's an exciting aspect of, of what not a lot of people realize when they're, they're first kind of figuring out what they want to do for travel. Right. What do you think about, uh, like, what do you think's the biggest takeaway you've learned in your travel experience? It sounds like you've learned a lot over the years from traveling. And what do you think the biggest takeaway for traveling has been? So I think, you know, if I go all the way back, like, uh, I went to 14 or 15 schools as a kid, um, which at the time I hated, like changing your friend base that much, moving as much as I did, like you never get stable, you never get set. Like, I think at my core, uh, I'm really social and 
like I have an ability to talk to anyone like my friends will like I, I actually it's not even an ability it's like I genuinely enjoy talking to people I don't know and I think that part of me is that way because of my childhood and like my parents traveling and moving for work and I almost think that's like one of the best things about me is like if I'm sitting at a table with two other people and there's another table of three other people next I like want to know what their story is I want to know like I want I want I want our groups to collide I want like I want everybody that's out to kind of become a part of the group I'm in because I think you know socially the 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 more people you know the more people you engage with the the more you learn the more you know uh, like it's hard to explain but yeah I think I think that's inherent in me because of me growing up as a uh, like an expats kid um and I love it like I mean I love that it probably annoys some of my friends like they'll turn around at a bar and I'll be sitting next to like you know some 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 random person at the bar you know having a full on conversation but I'd say that's that's one of the biggest things I've learned is like you know like and you do this when you travel naturally like when you're at home when you're at your coffee shop when you're getting your coffee you're in your routine you don't think to engage with someone else but when you're traveling you're so open you know, it's like this openness where, you know, you're staying in a hostel or a hotel and you want to know, everybody wants to know about everybody else. Like, because for whatever moment it is, wherever you are in the world, you and the person in the room or next to you at the bar or in the hotel or in the hostel is your equal. It doesn't matter how much money they make. It doesn't matter, you know, where they're from or what they're doing. You're sharing that moment that only you guys can share. And that to me is one of the coolest things about travel. Is it doesn't matter if you're from Argentina, Puerto Rico, like it do- doesn't matter if you're from New York or Sydney, like if you're in a location at the same time, like you are now completely equal because well, for whatever happened in your past or whatever's happening in your future, you've collided at that moment. And I think that's so cool. And I always try to figure out like why that person ended up here and why en- I ended up here. We probably have something in common. So let's definitely talk about it. <laughs> no, that's dude, that's rad. I really like what you said about like engaging in the moment. Uh, I think it is. It's very true that a lot of people, when we're back home, we get caught in our routines and we're not doing anything, right? We're not engaging with people at the coffee shops. We're not looking at the architecture or the landscape. We're just kind of like, oh, we're home, and this is just what we do. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think engaging with the world around you, no matter where you're at, will bring a lot more joy to to your life. I think you know saying hello, you know, making time to say hello to a new person at the coffee shop, you know, looking out of the window while you're driving and, 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 and actually being present and looking at the landscape and the different trees and things like that will just bring a lot more joy to your day-to-day life and totally. a lot more peace. Uh, and you'll probably discover things you never even noticed were right in front of you. <laughs> totally. And you don't, and, and that's the thing is like, you know, like you don't have to have an agenda with it like a lot of the times like when we're in our this is the difference between at least and obviously all of this is my opinion like it's not it's just the way I feel about like being in your comfort zone where you live the only times you're kind of like uh like trained a certain way the only times you would engage with another person are like either when you need something or either when it benefits you or or it's for work. So you associate that type of engagement with kind of like, kind of like, you know, someone, someone trying to get something out of you. Like if someone walks up to you on the street 
in your hometown and they say, hey, Prince, like, I, can I ask you a question? You usually think it's because they want something. But when you're traveling, nobody really needs anything. They're kind of just doing it because they want to. And I think that's what makes it so wholesome. So, so like, I think if, if you're in your city, if you're at a bar near your house or if you're at school, like, you know, go out of your way to, to talk to someone you don't know, but do it for, for no other reason than you just want to learn about them. And you just want to, you just want to just to engage and see what happens. I think doing that kind of leads to, you know, really cool scenarios. And, and that happens a lot when you're traveling, you know, that definitely it's, does. It's exciting. I used to, I used to be really insecure, you know, as, as far as like two and a half years ago, uh, and prior of, you know, prior two and a half years ago to go out by myself. Like I always had to have like a buddy with me or course, a girlfriend yeah. or a group of friends. And you know, you just didn't want to be that weirdo having a drink by himself, eating by himself, out doing things by himself. Cause you just, you know, I always thought that's what people with no friends do. And then as I became more confident in myself and more loving of myself, I, I realized I love spending time alone because I get to go out and I get to meet all these new people. I don't have to entertain. Exactly. Them. It's not like I have a group of friends that I like have to entertain and keep talking to them. They're going to get upset if I go say hello to someone else. And it's fun. It's just exciting. I'm like, dude, I'm going to go into this place. I don't know a single soul and I'm going to have so much fun. Like I'm just going to go walk up to people, go see what this guy's about, what she's about, what's happening here. Where Totally. He, you know, Why are they here? Like what, like what, what, like how you asked me, what inspires me? What, what inspired them to be here in this moment? Like that, right. that to me is so intriguing and it's so interesting. And, and, and like you said, like, I think none of us do that when we're in our comfort zone because we have our friends, we have our, you know, our bubble that we rely on. We have the three people we text or the five people we text. We go to the bars we go to and that's fine. But even mixing it up just a little bit can make it that much more exciting, you know? And, right. and I think, People experience that when they're traveling and, and that's why people love to travel. But I think if like, you know, we can be self-aware and we can like try to affect that in our city in like in the towns we live in, if we can go to the same bars, but talk to new people, I think then you start to kind of have that, like you were talking about earlier, like that energy kind of just like, you know, like you kind of get like uh, a reaction from that, that might not always be positive, but you know, that's okay too. Like it doesn't always have to be positive for you to learn something from it. And I think that'll help you with confidence, right? Like mm -hmm. the ability to talk to people, the ability to go up to people, the ability to make not even new friends, but, but new acquaint, new, new engagements like that, that really helps you like learn who you are and that will help you with your, your self-awareness and your self-confidence. And I think, you know, I try to do it when I'm home. I'm definitely like, not as active with that sort of mindset when I'm at home because you've got your routine, you know, we're creatures of habit, but you know, even just tweaking it, throwing it off a little bit reminds me of like, Oh, like I have these moments where I'm like, I could be anywhere in the world right now. You know, like why is it that when you're drinking a glass of wine overlooking the ocean in Europe, you just feel good. Like you can feel that way in Santa Monica where I live, I don't do it as often, but you can feel that way. There's people that come from the countries I'm visiting to the town that I live in to experience what I'm experiencing over there. You know, it's just this crazy thing. It's like, it's amazing how powerful our minds are when it comes to like, you know, like 
enjoying yourself. It's like we put restrictions on ourselves to, to, cause, oh, nope, I'm supposed to be working. I've got my nine to five. It's Monday. Mondays are bad. I'm not supposed to enjoy a Monday. Like <laughs> when I worked in my uh, tech job, I made a point of, even if I didn't feel this way, just being so outrageously fond of Mondays, just because it's like, dude, it's one seventh of your life. <laughs> you know, like it's one whole seventh of your life. You're not going to just hate it because of it's a Monday, you know, like let's correct that. Let's do fun things on Monday nights. So we have something to look forward to on Mondays. Um, you know, like I, I, I don't have weekends anymore, but like when I did, I definitely was caught up in that mindset of like Sunday's the scary day. Monday's no Monday's awesome. If you think Monday's your is awesome, then what do you have to be fearful of on Sunday? Like, it's just, it's little things that kind of sound ridiculous, but but if you practice them, then you start to feel that way. For sure, you start to feel that way. Try it. Every Monday, you know, look, look forward to Mondays. Do something fun on a Monday night. I know, it's, I know it's difficult, but like be that annoying person at work that when everyone's like, oh, it's Monday, just totally rebuttal them and, and just talk about how great Mondays are and make them feel silly forever doubting that Mondays weren't fun. You know, like just, just do it. Even if you don't feel that way, give it a go. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, lo I love that because mindset is everything and it's so important. And I, and I feel like the underlying message in our conversation today has basically been getting outside of your comfort zone totally. uh, is a good thing. So with that said, like, what are, what are some, you know, besides like the Monday thing, what are a few other ways you think are healthy for people to get outside of their, their comfort zone, just date in their day-to-day -day lives that'll help it's, them grow? It's a great question. I think, I think for me, the social aspect of getting out of my comfort zone. And like, if you look at a lot of memes, right? Like, I mean, like a lot of them are about people being comfortable being, you know, alone or being like, not wanting to go out, not wanting to do something. I think it's, it's, it's about figuring out like, it, it's such a personal question because some people are so comfortable doing things that other people aren't. So it's, it's really about figuring out the things that make you uncomfortable, the things that, you know, like that are a stretch for you and tr really trying to push that. Like I, I know for me that it, it's, it's kind of one of those things where I enjoy doing it because I've been doing it now. I enjoy approaching people. I enjoy Like I never want to have a regret even to the extent where like if I see someone and I want to ask them a question or if I want to talk to them, I don't, I don't want to not do it just because that other voice in my head said, don't do that. That's like, that's weird. Stop being weird. Like I think, <laughs> I think some of the coolest people that I've met are the weirdest people that I've met, you know? And I think that like, you know, what's, I think, I think a good way to practice kind of like coming is, is don't second get, there's two voices in your head. Most people have two voices in your head where it's like, do this. And then there's someone who's like, don't do that. That's crazy. You know, like listen to the first voice a little bit more. And like, you know, to an extent, like don't go doing anything crazy and stuff that I said to do it. But like, you know, go talk to that person, go ask them a question, go, you know, go do this, go, go to this thing that you wouldn't go to the show that you wouldn't normally go to. And then there's always that hesitation, that second voice that's like, nah, don't do that. Come on, just, just watch TV, chill out. Like try to push, try to, you know, and I'm not saying that it's not cool to like watch sports at home and do this and do that. I do all that stuff. Like I, I think that there's value in that too, but I think that, you know, kind of going with that first voice, the one that's encouraging you to do it, like most people have that. So maybe just listening to it a little bit more. I know that's a weird answer, but 
it's hard. It's hard to to encourage people to to go out of their comfort zones when everyone's are so, so different. But for me, it's always been like while I'm traveling or while I'm here, like engaging with people that I don't know. That's something that's always helped me with that mindset. But there's mm-hmm. there's hundreds of other. I mean, even from a working standpoint, like you know, like one thing that I've been doing lately is you know going into to agencies for example because they i can work with different brands at agencies and going in cold and just like walking in and being like hey is there anyone here that wants to listen to me and like just pitching them you know like like and it's interesting because you're pitching them on you here's what i have to offer here's what i do that definitely is hard you know like i I, I, the first few times I did it, like, you know, like I could hear my voice cracking when I was, it's kind of like public speaking in high school. Like, yeah. you know, to you, it feels so gnarly. Like you're like, Oh my God, I'm just bombing. Everything about this is terrible. And then you kind of look up at your friends and then no one's really paying attention. You know, it's way worse for you than it, yeah. than it actually comes across. We make things about us. And so therefore totally. it's a huge deal when it's like, huge it's not even about deal. us. No one, like no, no one, cares. one cares. It's only Everyone's a big on deal. <laughs> no one cares. Like public speaking, like it gives people <laughs> nightmares, like, you know, but like, I know people that, that, that have those fears and, and instead of like, you know, letting those fears kind of like, prevent them from speaking or, you know, like you get anxiety. And I know that for certain people, these problems are a hundred percent real. They're chemical, chemical. They're not like, it's not just in someone's head, but even if that's the case, trying to figure out ways to, to, to get better at that, you know, like don't just accept something for what it is. There's tons of resources out there, no matter what, you know, limits you know no matter what like you know in your comfort zone like whatever it is like you might be uncomfortable speaking in public i can tell you for a fact that most people are right like none of us love the idea of most of us i guess like like having a ton of attention on us so if that's the case like what can you do to to mitigate that maybe there's like toastmasters courses you can take in your area or maybe you know it's it's doing little things like karaoke you know like a lot of people wouldn't dance in a bar if they're not drunk or maybe they, they wouldn't sing karaoke unless, you know, they're really, really wasted. And it's like, try it when you're, try it when you're sober, try, try dancing with your friends when you're sober, try singing a song at karaoke, like that sort of thing. Like you'll put so much emphasis on it. You'll get so nervous about it and you'll do it and you'll realize that nobody cared, you know, (laughs) and you were the only one holding you back, right? Like you were the only one stopping you from, doing something that you might've found really fun. So I guess like just listening to that voice in your head, that's kind of pushing you towards that stuff and not pulling you away from it would be a good way to get out of your comfort zone. I couldn't agree more. And, and I also think maybe even something as simple as just like, cause you're right. Everyone's comfort zone and, and is completely different. And with that being said, maybe it's as simple as everyone picks one thing that challenges them to get outside of their comfort zone every month and you just yeah. change. So maybe one month, first month one, it's like, Hey, I want to be able to dance when I hear good music without having to be drunk. And I'm just going to start allowing myself to be more open with my dancing or whatever Try it may be. Yeah. Month one, month two might be, I want to be able to talk to strangers or go up to a girl or go up to a guy or whatever it may be. 
uh, I want to be able to, to cold call. So I'm going to spend a month cold calling people and get comfortable with just, you know, so I think there's a lot of ways. And, and I have a feeling that if people were to spend more time working on those internal challenges, like a year, two years, I wake up one day and be like, holy crap, I'm a, such a better human. I'm more polished. I have more opportunities now in the world. I've created more opportunity for myself because I no longer have all these limiting things that once used to hold me back and now they're pushing me forward and allowing me to do, you know, more and achieve more. A hundred percent. It's, it's crazy how, you know, like I don't really talk about this stuff a lot and kind of, it's fun how it went down this path, but I, it's crazy how like, like we are the ones that limit ourselves. Like, I know it sounds so cliche, but like, you know, there might be someone holding you back. It might be your mom or your dad telling you that you can't do this. You need to do this. I think like, but even that is yourself. It totally even that is you. You're it's like it pull, you're exactly you're letting. But like, like I think like everyone knows like, or at least you know more people are fortunate enough now to know that like pretty much anything is achievable, right? Like if you put your mind to it, if you want to accomplish something, if you if you want something bad enough, there's enough information out there to where, you know, not all information is good, but there's enough information out there where if you really apply yourself, you, you, you can do pretty much whatever you want. Right. Like, so I think it's funny that even knowing that, like, we're still the ones it's like human nature. We're still the ones that innately hold ourselves back. We're the ones that are like, you know, like, you know, like you have that conversation with yourself. I, I, I'm going to do this. This sounds really fun. Nah, that's, nah, I don't know. Just do it. Just for like, it doesn't have to be every time because that'll get crazy. You know, like I'm not saying to be a yes man or woman. I'm just saying like the next time you kind of are on the fence about doing something or not doing something because you're a little bit uncomfortable, just do it and see how you feel. If you don't feel great about it, then you know next time not to do it, but you don't have to live like you don't have to move forward thinking, well, what if I did do it? What if I like, just do it. And if it's fun, then great. You know, next time that you don't even have to think about it. And if it's not, then you won't even worry about it because now it's not as, you know, the answer, you know, the outcome you've, you've experienced it. I think, yeah, I think it's funny how we went down that path, but totally, totally think people have the potential to, to achieve whatever it is they want. And also equally on the same side of that, they're the, they're the ones holding them back from it. Cause I've definitely done that. Yep. Myself included, which is why I think self mastery is, is, is so important and such an exciting thing and, and should be everyone's focus in life. Uh, first and foremost, cause it basically opens up every other door to living an awesome life starts with you mastering yourself. A hundred percent. And so, yeah, it's a fun journey. Yeah, it's like I, I I'm pretty bad at asking friends for advice, you know, cuz it's like I think it's good to get input, it's good to get feedback from other people, but you know, I'm always hesitant to go to someone for for like, you know, set in stone advice. This is how it is because it's 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 funny. It's just like you go through a breakup and you're like, what do I do? And you go to all your friends and you ask them, it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter if they've been through breakups. They're not experts, but you ask them and then their word carries so much weight. So I'm always really cautious with, with, with that stuff. But, um, I, I definitely think self mastery is like, is, is what we should all be striving for. And I think like the journey and, and, and 
like that, that's it. Like the learning about yourself and discovering who you are and knowing who you are and knowing what you're comfortable with, like that in itself is so valuable. And if I could go back like five years and be like, Hey, 24 year old me, like, you know, like you're worrying about all this stuff that doesn't matter. It would be like, focus on you and understanding why you're worrying about it versus just like, you know, Oh, someone said something about this or, Oh, I'm worried about what my hair looks like. Like I couldn't care less about that stuff anymore, which I I wish I felt that way when I was 16, you know, like, yeah, it's, we all, I think we all pick that up at different paces uh, and different times in life. And uh, some people are born that way and they just get it from the time they're born. Some people don't learn it until they're, you know, out of college, late twenties, early thirties. Some people don't learn it. And, you know, they wake up at 70 and they're like, Holy moly, I just lived a whole life as doing all this stuff I didn't want to do. And this is really what I, and, and at 70, they decide to live, you know, to change their life and, and, and enjoy the rest of their life on different terms that, you know? And so I think the sooner, the better for everyone to just spend a little bit more time just reflecting on life and yourself and, 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 and facing your challenges and fears head on and, and, and just knowing that it, it's only going to create a more heightened experience for you long-term and is only going to benefit you. Like nothing negative is going to come from it. What the negative stuff is, is, is the thinking about it is, the constant, is that night, that, that constant background noise and subconscious you know the the play the the movie that plays in your head playing all these crazy scenes and different things and that's the stuff that that is dangerous it's not taking on these fears that's dangerous it's it's letting your mind and the fears grow into a much bigger thing than they should a hundred percent the longer you take to to deal with an issue the the bigger the monster gets right like the the scarier it gets the the harder like you know if, if we all just did things when we were first scared of them like you'd realize that it's not that bad and you know you'd get over it but it's it's the fear of public speaking and then not doing it and putting it off and avoiding it and then not being able to put it off and then having to do it that's what creates anxiety and i mean i think that it all comes back to like you know doing the little things to get you out of your comfort zone to show you that you know it, it is you it is it, it, it's it's you holding yourself back or it's it's you putting pressure on yourself and people don't care as much as we think they do. Like you could get up there in your English class and do a speech and totally butcher it. What people care for what, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, and then they're on to the next person. Like, you know, like we're all the center of our own universes. We're all the like leading (laughs) character in our own movie. So like it affects us so much, but when you zoom out 10,000 miles and you look at it for what it is, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, so you might like, as well dude, just have that attitude and enjoy it. Yeah, you're you're still you're still upset about it, and it's like, yo, everyone that was at the event has already forgotten that you. They were don't stuck. care. Like they they they're they're, already, they're on to the next thing. They have yeah. forgotten that you existed. And meanwhile, you're, you're at home depressed to like, see if the guy they like texted them, and you're broken at home. Like, yeah, you're an afterthought <laughs> at that point. So, like, I think like you know, not taking yourself too seriously is a great way to to enjoy life because if you don't take yourself too seriously like what like what's the worst thing that can happen you know like you you messed up you made a you know you 
um, go back to school, right? Like you, 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 you said something and people laughed at you or like, you know, you fell over in front of everyone. Like who cares? Like, <laughs> like if you take it seriously, that's the other thing when you're young, like, you know, like if you give people a reason to keep harping on you, you know, even as an adult, like I play sports, I played sports my whole life. You know, if someone says something to you and, and you let it get to you, like because you took yourself too seriously, what's the first thing those people do? They keep using it against you because they're yeah. going to keep getting that reaction out of you. If you look at them and smile, like, and like just play it off like it doesn't matter, then it goes away, right? Like, and that's, that's like anything, like laugh about yourself more often and you, you'll enjoy life. Yeah. A little make bit fun more. of yourself. If you spent exactly. more time making fun of yourself, people won't even make fun of you. Cause they're like, exactly. He doesn't care. He makes, he says jokes that are worse than what I would say. Yeah. About we're not going like, to waste our time trying to get under his skin. You know? Yeah. I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> trust me, I will, I will roast myself 10 times harder than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> Give me your best shot, but I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, I dude, it's been a really great episode. We've, we've been chopping it up for a while. I normally like to end the podcast with giving our guests kind of the audience's full attention to basically leave them with any lasting message that they want to communicate. Normally, it's, you know, something inspiring for the community to leave them with. And with that said, feel free to yeah. take your time to think about something. I don't know if there's something on your mind or something you want to talk about or to continue going off what we been talking about this episode but yeah feel free to go ahead and, and and leave the leave the aov community with some good inspiration and this this awesome episode on the aob podcast I, from an inspirational standpoint like i definitely like enjoy working for myself i definitely enjoy being a photographer working for lonely planet um when i can traveling working with different brands it's 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 awesome you know a year and a half ago I was working full time in a tech job. So like, you know, the turnaround was relatively quick. I'd say that I like, I like, you know, worked to like figure out every little hack I could to like grow my account on Instagram. I like, you know, I thought about it. I, I probably put emphasis in areas that I didn't need to and like learned from that. I think like, you know, if, if your goal is to, to work as a photographer, to work, you know, in this industry, like I'm a good example of that's totally achievable and it doesn't necessarily take that long. Um, I never had financial kind of like goals when I first started because I was working a full-time job. So I didn't have to do things that I wasn't passionate about, which I think definitely helped me. Um, and I think like, you know, from, from an inspirational standpoint, like anybody, anybody who wants to, you know, do this anybody who wants to travel for a living or it's hard it's not easy like you know there's there's a ton of information out there on how to do it like i tell young people all the time like you know it, it it's achievable but it's difficult but but that's like anything in life that doesn't matter if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or if you want to be you know like the best salesperson at your company or you know it, whatever it is the best you know a soccer player on your soccer team, football player on your football team, whatever it is, you know, volleyball player. It kind of like is one of those things. Anything worth doing kind of takes time, but figuring out the the things you enjoy putting time into is kind of like a really fun journey. So I really enjoy doing this. I really enjoy traveling. You know, whatever that is for you, I'd say it's achievable, it's doable. To go back to what we were talking about, 
don't take yourself too seriously. If you fail, you know, like learn from it. If, if, if you're nervous about something, if you're unsure about, just do it, just, just try it. It'll all benefit you in the long run. And yeah, don't take yourself seriously. Try to enjoy life, travel, even if you can't travel, travel locally, like have that mindset, you know, go after experiences, not things. Like if I took all the money I spent on things over the last 10 years and threw them into a travel account, I could probably visit every country in the world. You know, like it's like we get caught up doing what we're supposed to do as opposed to like doing what we actually want to do. And when you're young, knowing what you want to do is so difficult because you have all these different, you know, the media companies like telling you what you want, telling you what you should do. It might be your parents, your family, your society, do this, do that, you know, like try really hard to, to figure out who you are. And then when you, when you feel confident with who that person is, listen to them and yeah, just, you know, try to, I'd go back to not taking yourself too seriously because at the end of the day, like it's all about enjoying this little journey we're on and, and you know, like, we're all, like I said, we're all the center of our own movie. Like we care about stuff and, and, and shit that happens to us way more than anybody else does. So just remember that next time you say something stupid or, or, or you're so embarrassed or you're so like, you know, like so mad at yourself or you're so nervous or you're so anxious, just remember that like nobody else cares as much as you do, right? Nobody else even cares a fraction of as much, not even 1% as much as you do. So don't let that like feeling of fear kind of rule the decisions you make. Just, just say, fuck it. Just do it. Just give it a go. Try it. If it doesn't work out, try something else. You'll learn from it. And I know that's a long winded kind of touching on a bunch of different things, uh, inspirational quote slash speech, but you know, I, I truly feel that way and I try to live my life that way. And I can tell you that it, it does feel good knowing that, you know, everything matters, but nothing matters. You know, it's just about enjoying yourself and, and making the most out of it. Making the most of it. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> Robert King, thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you happen to be in the market for a new camera strap, bag, or duffel, make sure to go to holdfastgear.com and check out their selection of quality, handcrafted products. Mm.